Hello, guys and girls, and welcome back to another episode on the Inside the Mind podcast. Joined with me today is one of our students that has just passed his funding assessment. He is now a portfolio asset manager. I'm really looking forward to this podcast because he's going to be sharing the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, his vision, his goals, his ambitions, just the whole nine yards, essentially. Trading could be fine margins. You could literally be on the brink of losing your funded account. You could be on the brink of your account expiring. And this podcast is about those fine margins. And it's a true test of character. And I cannot wait for you to get the value out of this podcast. Mr. Brandon Simon, how are we? Thank you so much for jumping on again. Congratulations again on becoming a portfolio asset manager. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate all the kind words and things like that. I'm doing absolutely phenomenal. And let me just say, I was able to pass like literally when it mattered most, like right at the end, as you said. before. The- how, how many days was it in the end? It was a week. It was a, a week. week. I think today would have been my last uh, day on the... It's crazy. On- <laughs> so so for those that um, don't know you, Brandon, right? So from the outside in, the viewers watching, listening, give us just a couple of minutes of your, you know, your journey, how long you've been trading, how long you've been in Falcon, just that overall synopsis. I've been trading now for pretty much about three years within Falcon and then probably a good like eight, eight months before Falcon. You know, nice. we started out in signal services and, you know, down that whole rabbit hole, which I don't recommend for anybody. And then, yeah, just joined Falcon and like literally never looked back ever since. That's yeah. insane. That's what what a joke. Doesn't it feel like it? I'm sure all of those years feels like you, you've always been trading. It's hard to actually pinpoint and go. It doesn't feel like a drag is what I'm saying. You just always feel like, because when you're obsessed and you're in it, it just feels like a lifestyle. Do you resonate with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, literally the time just flies by. I mean, if you were to have told me like, listen, you're going to be three, four years in, you know, and like not a multi-millionaire mm. at this point, I'd be like, what? Like, no, this is crazy. But no, I, I just joke about that. In any event, I've always had the, you know, it wasn't about right now. It's always been focused on that longer term vision, the goals that say much further than trading. Um, but yeah, honestly, the time just flies by. As I told you earlier, before we jumped on this podcast, I've taken like the last, this weekend and this week off. And mm. it just feels so weird, like actually not having looked over the markets this weekend mm-hmm. and doing the morning and evening forecasting, like, seeing if an alert's gone off in trading view. But uh, yeah, that time's honestly just flown by. Oh, it goes so quick. And and now that you've passed on the fund, right? So you're portfolio asset manager, you've made it happen. Talk to us about those emotions when it was a couple of weeks before. You mentioned to me about, you know, having an acceptance of, well, look, listen, if it doesn't go right this time, there's another time. Because this is you've taken your time this whole year. You've not forced it. You've not rushed it. Very, very intentional. I'm sure there's been ups and downs. How, how did you feel as it got closer towards knowing that your account might might, might expire? I, I tell you what. So, so like within the last month or two before the account was going to expire, um, I would say there wasn't that many emotions present. Like I kind of just got into terms of the fact. It's just all about asking good questions. It's like, okay, well, if this doesn't happen this time around, is the fund still going to be there? The answer was yes. Can I afford to pay for the funding assessment again? Yes. Have I learned good lessons and become a better trader through all of these experiences? And all the answers to all of those questions were yes. So it took a lot of pressure. Well, like if it doesn't happen this time around, not to say that second time around would take me 12 months because I'm a much better trader following, following my trading plan, you know, low risk, high reward, risk mitigation, all of those things. So if I did have to reapply, I was like, I could still easily be funded at the end of this year, you know? Um, so I would say towards the end, the the mindset and stuff was uh, really, really good. Uh, a buddy of mine actually messaged me, I think it was about two weeks before 
the funding was about to expire. And he's like, how are the emotions and stuff going into like the final two weeks of um, the assessment? And my response to him, I've actually got the message right here. I was like, absolutely phenomenal. I need to make 2.5% and then I pass. I'm not bothered in the slightest to try and force the percentage or anything like that. If it happens this month or the end of the year, it's honestly so chilled. The lessons I've learned and who I've become was so worth it. I can easily be funded at the end of Q4. And again, what's the rush? It's insignificant in comparison to the goals and the bigger vision. And yeah, lo and behold, I was able to pull it off within that final week. Oh, very well done. And what's powerful about that, I almost feel like it was the acceptance and the abundant thinking of funds not going anywhere. I know I can be funded again, almost released the pressure that you needed to actually pass in the first place. Oh, definitely 100%. Because, you know, and I had somebody actually message me on Discord the other day and they're like, honestly, a couple of people actually sent me messages along the similar lines and was like, you know, I'm also quite far into my um, funding assessment journey and like sitting on small percent of profit, et cetera. And I said to them, I was like, you're so lucky. I was like, I hear all of this and I'm like, great. You're eight, 10 months in and like, you still got like 11% to make at the half percent risk. I was like, you are like, I read all of them. I'm like, this is brilliant. I was like, first and foremost, you've literally proved to yourself that you haven't hit the drawdown limit. You can manage risk, mitigate your downside. I was like, that is phenomenal. I was like, even if you have to reapply, I was like, you've literally proven to yourself that you can stay in the game and manage risk. I was like, you're in a really, really good position. And um, it's perspective, yeah. isn't it? It's all perspective. People have reached out similar to me and said things like, I've taken 20 trades, and I'm disappointed. And then I think something negative is going to follow with, I'm at break even. I'm like, phenomenal. That's amazing. That shows that you've still been able to stick to risk. Why yeah. the rush? So this is all a matter of of perspective, seriously. And I feel like for yourself, your perspective on trading the long game has always been very, very clear with your vision, your goals. Honestly, I'm so, I said this to you already, but I'm so happy for you and so proud of you that you stuck it all the way through. Because as you can imagine, I've coached maybe not one-to-one, -one, but had the privilege of coaching about 10,000 students now in nearly six years. You see common patterns in traders. You see their mindset. You see people say that I'm all in, right? They they tell you they're all in and suddenly they're not all in two months later. I feel like you're someone who who means exactly what they say. And um, when, I, when I found out that you passed and I saw it, I was honestly so thrilled for you because literally in, call it by the middle of this next year, there's no reason why you're not trading four or 500, maybe 600K. No, we're not going to put a pressure on a timeline, but the reality is it's there for you. It's there for you to take. All you have to do is mitigate your risk, stick to your plan, allow it to come to you, not force it, just how you've done right towards the end of the wire. And I can't wait for you to tick off that because that's when it's going to be truly life-changing, but such a sick milestone for you. Honestly, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate all of those kind words. And 100%, it was just about gaining perspective with all of those things. And even just looking at it, like there is literally... I mean, I've kind of, you know, done a lot of reflecting this week and rightfully so. And literally within the next 12 months to be trading even a million dollars, like mm -hmm. that is very, very easy, very manageable. And yes, just because it took me so long to pass the funding assessment, that does not mean I'm going to take nearly as long to, you know, reach the next levels and actually scale up on the account. You know, I, I said to you earlier, I was like, there had been a lot of things that have happened probably seven out of the 12 months that there was just so many things happening in the background, you know, personal issues. And there was a lot of things that was just sort of, sort of prohibiting me to like op trade optimally and just have my head in, in the game. Mm. 
And through all of that, through all of the ups, the downs, the highs and lows and everything, I was still right at the end when it mattered most, I was able to swing it about and, you know, I made it happen. And I think it was in, yeah, end of May, I hit the the profit target in the fund. Mm-hmm. At that point, my misunderstanding, I actually thought that I had, uh, you know, fulfilled the trading days and mm. things like that. And, you know, I was celebrating. I was like, yeah, this is it. I was so happy. And, um, you know, obviously I reached out to the fund and like, listen, you have five trading days left. And there and then, as soon as I got that, I shifted my focus from what has been the primary focus since the start was, you know, focusing on the process, focused on performance and things like that. So then shifting it to outcome, self-sabotage, all of these different things um, came into play. Obviously, it was at uh, a quarter percent risk at this stage, but it was my biggest losing streak, even post-consistency of like minus 8% at a quarter percent risk. And, you know, just at the end of June, like it's never nice going through all of that in the moment. And we had the meetup in July, like Mm -hmm. June, beginning of July. And the lads were like, you know, so you're funded. How's that going, et cetera. And I'm like, uh, I said to them, I was like, listen, let me be honest. I was like, I messed up. I was like, this is what's happened. I've self-sabotaged, et cetera. But, uh, and this is something I've trained myself to do whenever something, uh, whenever I'm going through like hurdles and obstacles and like just a difficult time, I've trained myself to always say like, there's a lesson to be learned here. Mm-hmm. There's a reason I'm going through this and just being self-aware and, you know, actually getting these messages from the universe. And, you know, I saw everything at the end of June. And I said to the guys, I was like, I'm so glad that all of this has happened to me now rather than scaling up, getting to like a million dollars, reaching that, that's my financial threshold. And then, you know, at that point, you've scaled up your lifestyle, you've moved overseas, you've got that penthouse that you've always wanted, the nice new car, your girlfriend's moved overseas with you, you're accustomed to that high lifestyle, different lifestyle, and then you self-sabotage, you get unfunded, and then, like, could you imagine having to walk to your girlfriend or whatever, and, like, look them in the eyes and be like, I fucked up you know, and like, now we have to move back home, back in with our parents. I was like, I'm so grateful for everything that I've gone through right now, because at the end of the day, struggle, hardship, and emotional trauma, it builds your character. And provided you don't keep doing those same mistakes over and over again, they're actually lessons. And it's just made me a much better trader overall, a a better person in general. Uh, It's given me a cool story to tell, Mm -hmm. a better character. And my trading literally uh, this is the Bambri effect, yeah. But I have made so much growth and progression in the last four months than I have within the last five years of my entire journey. You know, of doing different things. So, it's crazy, isn't it? Is people understand it logically, but sometimes you have to experience it for yourself to think, "Wow, I've learned more." Where well, you feel like you've learned more in the last four months than you have in four years. The reality is, all of that groundwork that you've done, you're just getting that reward in abundance in a very short, concentrated period of time. It's like money right? You've gone from a whole year past funded account. And then within six months, you could be at half a million. And it's like that paradigm is like, what? I could go from making not that much money to now a withdrawal on a monthly basis can be 35K. It can be someone's yearly salary per month and then more. And it's like, wow, like that is what that is what it is all about. And that's what I was always focused on very early on in my journey. And I like to push that across to all of the guys and girls, including yourself, because that is what it is. It's fine margins. You just have to stick at it long enough to break through. And eventually no one can take this away from you. I mean, the way that you view the markets, the way you do your processes, everything you've built in your character to this day, you're not just going to suddenly forget that tomorrow because you've had strong repetition and conditioning work, both physical, mental, everything process driven 
it's there. You have the success formula, you have the success habits. Of course, you could improve and, and get better. We always could. But foundationally, you have everything there. And now it's just finer details to tweak, making sure that, right, if you go on a winning streak now, that you don't allow any self-sabotage to kick in. Making sure that your self-image, your image of yourself is still correct. And there's not any default habits that slip back in. Because it, trust me, it can happen to the best of us, which again, self-awareness has to come into play. On that, on that note, I, I said about a statistic, and you couldn't make this up, about the amount of people that are funded and passed to the next stage have rewired. My question is for you, Brandon, do you have rewired? I do. Yeah, I do. So we're keeping it going. How, how's <laughs> your experience been from that? Because it's literally night and day. I mean, everything you just explained was all psychological. There was nothing technical in that last part of where you got to where you was. There was nothing technical there. That was a psychological battle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think one thing that that statistic just proves as a whole is mindset is so important like 90 percent psychology 10 percent technicals because i mean let, let's face it right like if you have risk management in place you're risking whatever it is you're risking per position but it's at like one percent low risk etc risk management is in place you've got a strategy you could have like a horrible strike rate of like say 40 percent, but you just capitalize on trades that have good risk reward you know minimum three to one or five to one whatever you will still be profitable Every mm -hmm. single one of us has got the system. We've got the strategy. Everyone, we all have trading plans and things, but why is it that people still are not consistently profitable? And it's because of mindset, because you take a loss on this trade and due to our attitudes and our beliefs around winning and losing and all these other different things and poor self-images and self-esteem, you are hesitant to take the next trade. And it's just this vicious cycle that continuously loops. I would say rewired has been honestly a massive help. I've gone through it multiple times before, but I would say to anyone that does have rewired, the biggest thing that you can do, the, be the best and most important thing for you to do is don't learn it and study it like a parrot. I mean, I did it a couple of times. I'm guilty of this. I had notes and you know, understanding all these different things. That didn't help me. It was following all of the practical steps and doing that repeatedly. You said in there being self-aware, you know, step one. Step two was unwiring all of these things. And I would say that was quite a difficult one because it's like a lot of things stem back from your childhood and well, why exactly. am I this way? You know, why do I have like this feeling that I just always have to, I have to win and like losing, you know, you take it personally that's it's so difficult. And, you know, when things go well, you end up just messing it up and you self-sabotage and like, what's the reason for all of this? And then as soon as you actually, you're self-aware enough and then you, you go back through all of these things, you take a pen and paper, and you start uncovering all of these things. It's like, okay, well, let's unwire all of this garbage that doesn't serve us. And it's like, no, hold on, hold on a minute. Like, I have been working hard. I show up every single day, every morning. I don't hit the snooze button. I focus on all areas of my life. Like, I deserve this. I to I deserve to be here. And you start installing all of those good self images. Exactly. And lo and behold, <laughs> it's no surprise. And I think that 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 goes to touch on like with the whole bamboo effect, right? There's two things with that. So over the past four months, um, a buddy of mine who also has Rewired and is in the Falcon community, we'd been watching Rewired together. Mm. And it was so interesting. Literally, it took us the entire quarter to get through just the first seven modules. But we would pause. We would have conversations. He'd have a different um, sort of outlook and understanding of something. And so too would I. And we'd debate things back and forth. And he was also saying, he was like, literally, we have both seen the most amount of growth and progression in the last four months 
than we have in the last five years. And that was one thing. And the second thing to that was the importance of just surrounding yourself with winners because we were jumping on a call every single day mm-hmm. and that energy and then like weekly accountability calls and surrounding yourself with, with winners, like that's just played such a massive role in my journey. I would say those are probably two of the most important things. I think it's really underestimated surrounding yourself with winners. You can't not be successful when you're around winning mentality. Like I want to take it back to that period of which that, um, let's actually fast forward it, right? Because you, you've passed now. Let's look for the future. You've passed. You're getting to the next level. You've got their in- increments. Before you know it, you're on six figures. Then you're getting up to 200 plus, et cetera. That same scenario of self-sabotage that could kick in would all be down to self-image. Because imagine you go for a drawdown period and for whatever reason, you hit more of a streak of losses than is normal, your drawdown limit. Let's say on average, you go into minus three before you go into a lot of profit. Let's say that was your threshold. Imagine you going to minus four. What is going to equip you in that moment? It won't be your understanding of a three-touch entry or or any other strategy. It won't be that. It will be that voice in your head there and there that goes, Brandon, do you oh, do you really think you was going to do this? Did you really? It's all going to be. Do you still see yourself as that seven-figure trader? Can you see yourself trading that account? And it's always going to be that visual, your self-esteem, how you talk to yourself in that moment that will influence the next way you take that trade, whether it be emotional or logical. So for us to walk around and think that we can ignore psychology for a bit longer until we get there, it's almost the big elephant in the room that we're not addressing. I understand why people don't address it because it's deep for you to sit there and go look in the mirror and go, right, this is why the way that I am. Maybe there's a bit of trauma there. Maybe there's part of your childhood that you don't really even want to think about that. Maybe it wasn't a good experience, but by you not addressing that, and realizing that you have a really scatty, unstable emotional response, you're never going to progress. It doesn't matter what technicals you know, you're still going to revert back to that loop of something maybe you've not dealt with. So it's just so interesting to me as to why we push it every single day, every single week. If you're not about your business and you're not over the top, you're not obsessed, and you're not making sure that all of these things and you haven't got your house in order, it will collapse. It, it will. And you don't want it collapsing at 500K, trust me. No, no. It just goes back to that story that I said down the line when you've got people depending on you, you've scaled up your lifestyle. I think if you're not emotionally strong and you haven't dealt with enough, you haven't gone through enough struggle and hardship and you haven't built a strong enough mindset, I think having to bounce back from something like that where you know you and your missus have to move back, move back exactly. into your parents, you can't pay the bills, et cetera. To bounce back from that, it's mindset. It's not It's not anything else. I mean, you can, you can know what foods to eat for breakfast or the fact that you need to fast or have three coffees a day. None of that stuff is going to help you apart from mindset. And it just, we can often relate this back to sports. All these players that play in like Premier League and that, they're all incredible, well, um, what's it, well-skilled mm-hmm. soccer players. Like they all deserve to be there. But have you noticed, especially among the older players versus the younger players, why is the older ones they're always able to perform in the moments that they need to most. Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo goes up to take a penalty or, you know, score in the like very, very last minute of the game and it's all down to him. Boom, he makes it happen. He pulls through. Exactly. Someone that's younger, hasn't got the experience, hasn't gone through enough of these things, hasn't built the strong mindset, has his psychology in order and can actually calm his thoughts and his physiology in the moment when he needs it most. <laughs> and he that, well that is a great example. Video. <laughs> that is a, that is a great example of doing the most simple thing in the right moment under pressure. Champions yeah. League final, 90th minute, it's 1-1 and you're taking the penalty. 
This is not a technical skill to take a penalty. It's one of the most easiest things. Yet under that immense amount of pressure, the whole world is on your shoulders. There's now the embarrassment of what if I miss? Oh, now I failed. There's so many emotions involved. So we can link that all the way through. It's just a simple kick it in the net. And that, that's the great thing about as a big football fan is I'm always relating to sports and looking at that. What's the difference between the great players? They just know how to consistently make good decisions in the right moments. If you look at a player like, for example, without digressing, Luis Suarez, right? Why was he so good? He's, be, he's one that wouldn't be spoken about as the most obvious Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel uh, Messi, right? Which I'm a big fan of both. Suarez consistently, look at his figures, consistently makes good decisions in, in the right moments where you'll have people just as talented from a skill set point of view that can do the things that you can do, but yet they don't make the same decisions. So they don't hit the same numbers. Relate that back to trading. You could be both skilled and be able to read the charts the same way. But if you can't consistently manage or regulate your emotions in the right moment to make the right decision, how are you going to trade seven figures? And you'll be like, yeah, but I know everything that he knows or she knows. I've got that skill set. I understand exactly what they're doing. Why is it that I'm not consistently extracting profits from the market? Is because you fundamentally don't know how to regulate your emotions in the moment when you need it the most. And you've not unwired any of that crap that is blocking you to be able to make a calm, decisive, good decision consistently enough. And that's trading. There we go. There we go. So hence the importance of working on your mindset, your psychology. And you know, the beautiful thing about it is this helps you in all areas of your life. Like if I decide I'm going to start running, like, I don't know, I'm going to run a marathon or something and I need to run like 10 days a week or whatever. I mean, if, if my mindset and I'm not disciplined and I don't have a strong mindset, man, I'm getting halfway up that hill and I'll be like, fuck this, I'm done, you know? Exactly. My mindset of like, no, hold on. Just keep on running, keep on pushing. Because physically you can do it, but it's your mindset that stops you. You know, I think people often shy away from discomfort and struggle and hardship. And I embrace it. I was like, this is necessary. You need to go through these things because it just, you build such a thick skin and such a strong character on the other side of it. It's so important. That's how you know you're on the right track. So when someone says to me, look, Mark, I'm going through this struggle. I'm, I'm really frustrated. I'm like, good. In a really weird, strange way. You're exactly where you need to be because this is a way for you to realize what you don't know. Imagine you went on a fluke invincibility win streak, which I have done. It's so dangerous. Yes, the emotions are amazing and you feel like you've conquered the world. Your ego at this point is, I've cracked the market. I know everything, right? Someone trying to tell you that you've done something wrong. I don't want to listen to it. I'm the king. That's how you see yourself. And then the market just humbles you and a few one candle will just literally destroy you. A bit of slippage will then just suddenly punch you to the ground, right? So <laughs> you, you realize that it's so, so crucial that your mindset is in the right place and you're calm, which is why I always say, listen, money just magnifies who you are. Yeah. Relax with it, right? Don't just splash out straight away. Incrementally scale up your life. Yeah. These are things that I've done. And I'm not here to say and preach that this is the only way that you can do it. Listen, if you want to start making 20, 30K and you want to go buy that car, you know, it's, it's it's not my position to judge to do that. But if you're telling me, Mark, I'm serious about building generational wealth and I want to make sure I've got passive income. I want to build a property portfolio. I want to build an empire. I want to take care of my family. Well, then you need to pay attention to these things and you can't just be reckless about it. You have to have things in place. doesn't mean don't enjoy yourself. I enjoy myself. I love all the finer things, but I just prioritize the other things first, and then I let those things pay me to enjoy the luxuries. And that's what I'm really excited about. The next two to three years, Brandon, seriously, where the community is going, 
the heights that they will see, including yourself, is just going to be insane. And it's going to be all down to the good foundations that were built years ago, the ones that stuck around. I saw an old picture recently, and I was speaking to to Sirhat about this, right? Because Sirhat uh, recently passed, and he's a portfolio, mass, uh, portfolio asset manager. So big shout out to Sirhat again. So when I met him at the meetup in London, he spoke about this and he said, I want to be a full-time trader. And he put, he put it out there. And this was the first meetup he's ever been to. And it's so interesting looking at the picture that he's one of the only people that are still here. You yeah. cannot make this shit up. It's all about mentality. It's all about mindset. Someone with the same resources, it's all the way that they view it. It's how do they respond to, oh, I've been doing this for a year and a half and I've not seen success yet. Where's the ownership? What have you actually done in a year and a half? You could have just fucked around for a year and a half. Like, how do I know? You you have to be honest with yourself and go, right, Did I, for a year and a half, what did I do? If I was to look, if there was like a documentary watching me for the last year and a half, how serious did I actually take it? When myself and the coaches gave advice, that, right, do this, dedicate this time to do this. Like, did you actually go and do it? Or are you just looking at the date of when you technically started trading and then gone, I've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah, but you might've been operating at 30%. What are you expecting exactly? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's something that's always just helped me is like having this mindset that firstly, the time's going to go by anyway. So like I, I'd much rather have, I'd much rather struggle going through all of this than having the pain down the line of wishing that I had done it. Uh, it was so interesting, man. Um, a couple of months ago, someone that I, him and I, a friend of mine, we started trading around the same time, you know, three and a half, four years ago, whatever. We both started out in signals and doing all of these different things. And then, you know, I was like, listen, if all of these other guys can like make money and do it for themselves, like I can do it, you know? And that, that's when I started like looking at a different, a couple of different courses and things like that. And I was like, oh, listen, I found this course, you know, do you want to come? Let's go do it together. I know, you know, this, this always came up with excuses and bullshit. So anyways, I went and did it. Obviously, like it wasn't meant for me. I, I went from, to a couple of different courses and, you know, three and a half years later goes by, he messages me a couple of months ago and he's like, oh, hey man, um, are you still trading? Um, how's it going? Like, I, I'm still struggling with the stuff, laughing face emojis. I was like, man, this is so interesting. I was like, if only you had just kept on trying, kept on persisting. I was like, here I am going through a funding assessment about to become a portfolio asset manager. Things are going really well. The future is looking good. And you're like, yeah, like he asked me, he was like, do you sell signals? Like the mentality in <laughs> Seriously. that. I was like, come on. Like three and a half years later, I'm about to be a portfolio asset manager. And you're like, I'm struggling with this. Do you sell signals? Like, we both started at the exact same time. One progressed. You, I think, maybe went backwards. You know, mm -hmm. my, it's my crazy. Business. Seriously, it's crazy how that is. Someone will use the same resources differently, yeah. and some people will. They like the idea of being a successful trader, yeah. but they don't do what is required and what it takes. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Even now, I understand how easy it is. Listen, I've said this times, and it's, sometimes this goes over people's heads deception isn't obvious so the fact that you know that you can deceive yourself and self-sabotage without even knowing it is too arrogant to think that you're not doing it so i use that bit of fear to actually serve me so then i'm ultra aware and observing of my surroundings and auditing my processes to mitigate against any of that i understand as a human i could make errors i make errors all year long i don't make a lot of them 
but I'm a human. There's human error. I might make a mistake in an entry. I might make, I might mismanage something. I might even make an emotional mistake. It would just be very tiny and that's yeah. it. And that is, that's not detrimental towards my performance or my growth, etc. But I'm aware enough to realize that there is zero chance to be perfect. I'm not going to try and aim for perfection because that would actually give me negative results. But as long as I can do enough around me to always be aware of what I'm doing and be able to track my mental state, just everything altogether, I give myself the best possible chance to never go into self-sabotage. And then you have good people around you in the mix, which is why I say the, the thing that you're missing is not the average of the five people that you surround yourself so you rub off on good energy. That's a given. The reason, the bigger reason when you scale up why you have good people around you is because if they're good people and they're switched on, they will notice very quickly if you're not being yourself. So they become your insurance. They'll be like, oh, hold on a minute. I'll be like, Brandon, what the fuck's going on? Like, you're not this. And I'll be able to notice it in a day or two. So imagine you didn't have that and you went through six months of deception that you didn't even know that you was doing to then go back and go, man, I fucked up when you could have just had one conversation with good people around you, good network, good circle to go, Brandon, what's going on? You're, you're not the same. You could be like, right, there's a, actually a logical reason for this. And then you have your brothers and sisters around you that are, are there to be able to lean on in the right way. So it's just so interesting how the things that are the most value, this industry values it the least. Yes. Yeah, everyone kind of just wants to make money, go their own way, you know, trade on the beach, do their thing. And it's like, uh, it's just such a... a misconstrued image of, of what trading actually is um so i think it's very toxic to say the least but um yeah it's just it's, it's one of those things but you know even in some of the things that you were mentioning over there it's just having that high level of self-awareness like when i was chatting with my buddies and like you know saying all that i went through in june and like the self-sabotage and stuff like that they all said to me and i'm like dude really well done because like most people will look back six months down the line like you've realized this in the moment and like realizing that you're sabotaging and these kinds of things and Obviously, I looked over all the trades, um, routines, mindset, all those things for the month of June, extracted all of the lessons. And I said to them, I was like, okay, well, June is the past. There's nothing I can do about it. The past is gone. It's forgotten. There's no point even worrying about it. The future is also not promised. Don't worry about the fact you have to make up 8% now. I was like, what can I do right now in this moment? And it was literally sticking to my trading plan, making good decisions every single day in trading and out of trading focusing on performance and just also like trade substitution you know can i substitute this trade for a better trade that mm -hmm. is potentially shaping up in a day or two and can i deploy that discipline and that patience you know and not worrying about the outcome and literally by just focusing on what i could do right there and then in that moment lo and behold i was able to turn the ship around you know and again it was mindset that came through at the end i was like I've got this to make up the percentage. It's easy. I can easily do this. And yeah, Love like that. I said, it's a cool story to tell because I did make it in the end. <laughs> That's so sick. That's so sick. So one thing I'm really curious now for you, Brandon, is that you've you've ticked off this goal. It's a solid milestone. I know you're a very ambitious guy. So this is just a, a literally a stepping stone from where you're going to be in the future. Talk to us about your goals and ambitions. I mean, what does what does it look like for you from now to the end of this year? And what does it look like for you, let's say, forecast end of 2023? Where do you see yourself? From now until the end of the year, including, I would say, towards the end of 2023, it's pretty much just all about myself. It's personal growth, personal development, focusing on my health and physical well-being, as well as just being in the mental, the best mental state 
to perform as a successful trader. So, you know, doing rewired, there's obviously still a few things I still need to work on and things like that. And then I would say also next year, it's about upskilling myself because, you know, it does get to a point within your trading where you don't always have to be doing something. And that's the beauty actually of the Falcon strategy is, you know, post-consistency and at scale, it's predicated upon freedom. So next year, in terms of upskilling myself, um, physical health and well-being and all of these kinds of things, um, I want to study and become a certified personal trainer and nutritionist. This is purely just for myself to better understand how I can exercise more efficiently, optimize muscle growth, lose fat. Um, I can understand nutrition a lot better, counting calories, understand what foods work well for my body, what doesn't. Um, and who knows, you know, maybe at a later stage, um, it can always uh, spring into like a personal training uh, app and uh, nutritionist app, but that, that's, that's still down the line. Uh, so that's probably the goals for next year. I'm just mainly focused on scaling up and all the profits that I generate, putting that into my own personal trading account. And then I would say things really start to pop off in 2024. Again, we're speaking about it just now doing things in a sustainable, scalable way. It's it's the most important thing. And so 2024, uh, I want to move to Dubai, get myself a, a nice apartment there. Mm -hmm. And that's also where I will set up all of my corporations and all of my companies, you know, being tax-free, Dubai is mm -hmm. clean, it's safe. Um, it's literally geographically located right in the middle of the world. So it makes travel and stuff uh, a lot easier. And then, yeah, just uh, getting, employing a couple of key crucial staff members to some of the other businesses that I want to start up. Mm -hmm. Already got my eyes on some properties. I know exactly in which areas I'm going to be buying properties for my property portfolio. Um, which I've already got a name figured out for the company and all of that. All going well, you know, we'll have over a billion dollar property portfolio in the far future. Um, and yeah, pretty much just, you know, scaling it up from there, acquiring a couple of properties. I want to buy two in Cape Town, get buy a penthouse in Dubai, one in Australia on the Gold Coast, and then a nice villa in Bali. And then, you know, rent those properties out on Airbnb and then start getting into commercial properties and stuff. And there's also a couple of other businesses which I want to start up. And essentially, the way I've structured my company, hence why, you know, going to Dubai, setting up all the corporations and stuff there, obviously you need to get good lawyers and accountants that mm -hmm. side that advise me on how best to set up the structures and the financial structure of my companies. But essentially, my trading company, Willow Investments and Asset Management, being in the center, and essentially all of the other companies I own will be underneath its umbrella. Umbrella, uh, yeah. Company. And all of the money that I make from trading and private investors, the fund, the virtual trading floor, personal capital will all flow out of Willow Investments into other companies. And then, you know, for growth and expansion opportunities, and then taking all of those profits, putting them back into Willow, trading that, essentially just multiplying my money. And within Willow, there'll be three different um, portfolios and financial asset divisions, so to speak, where there'll be investments, normal like day-to-day -day trading, as well as like longer term trades. And yeah, pretty much just from there, continuously scaling up and uh, just doing some a bit of traveling and travel the world. And yeah, ultimately, before I die, I want to at least have traveled to about 100 countries. And then also within the future, I'll be starting up the Willow Foundation, which will particularly help young boys who lack the mentorship and the guidance um, and just really giving them an opportunity to make something of themselves, as well as abused women in particular as well. So again, these are all plans for the future, but yeah, that's that's just a glimpse into what I have for the future. Obviously, there's there's many other businesses and a couple of brand deals and other companies that I want to start up with, but 
property is going to be the main one for sure. And you know, touching on that, the most important goal I would say also for next year is just improving my financial knowledge. Because having such a large corporation, I need to understand money. I need to understand how to move it around, how to leverage the banking systems, exactly, tax, all of these things. And you know, you just end up creating an empire and an endless flow of currency essentially between all the different companies. Amazing. Clarity is king, right? And it's clear that you've got clarity, uh, specificity uh, across the board. So we paint the picture. You've got a billion under management of your your property, seven, eight figure trader. And then you're in Dubai. You don't need to sell me on Dubai, by the way. So if your goal is to sell me on Dubai, I'm already <laughs> sold, man. So I'm already there as well. So everything's set up there. Uh, so that's going to be epic. The foundations are amazing, right? Giving back and helping. I think that is incredible all of that and all the corporations and all the companies, and you'll still have time to be Falcon's personal trainer. So everyone's <laughs> going to be, everyone's going to be shredded. So we appreciate that in advance, uh, but but that's amazing. I, I love the, the specificness and the clarity and that's how goals are achieved, right? When you're clear and you think big, because most people are not thinking big enough, right? And hopefully just from what you said, that is stretched people's paradigm. You're going to take this shit seriously. You have to start to think bigger. Your goal should be scary. You shouldn't know how everything's going to work out. Right. When you're thinking about this thing, you don't need to know how you need to know the why. Again, just going back to rewind, focus on the why, the how figures itself out. If you know why you're doing what you're doing, you will find a way. The how always comes in after it. And that's the beautiful thing about it. I'm curious with you've got these goals, these ambitions, of course, your experience in the community. We spoke about perspectives. It's always different. I'm curious from your perspective. I mean, even when, when people were congratulating you, I'm sure you're fully aware. I mean, this community is something truly special. We we cheer for each other. We clap for each other. We're there for each other. But it's one thing doing that and obviously experiencing this milestone. How did you feel with everybody congratulating you on passing and becoming a portfolio asset manager and just your overall experience in the community? Uh, let me tell you, man. Firstly, with everyone congratulating me, I, I kid you not, I probably got a bad in total about 150 messages of congratulations between people that have me on whatsapp private messages in discord and like all the comments and stuff and you know i've always been someone that's like just always worked in the shadows etc and so achieving this goal and then like having everyone congratulate you and things like that was uh it was uh really really nice and so thank you to everyone that uh, took the time and you know congratulated me and stuff it, it really meant a lot and yeah, overall, I would say like with the community and where it's headed and things like that, I think there's some big, exciting things. I think most people don't understand the true vision um, of where the community is headed and where it's going, which is perfectly okay because, you know, so long as you yourself know the vision and where this project is going, that's the most important thing, you know. And what you're saying just now, uh, Russ has this perfect quote. <laughs> you know, I was going to bring him up in this yeah, part. Exactly. <laughs> we got we got 99.9% .9 of the way through and Russ found his way in, which I'm pleased about. Hit us with it. <laughs> so Russ has this thing where he was like, focus on the what. He said, what, what did he say? He said, said forget, the, forget the how, fuck the when, and focus on the why. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Focus on the why, why you're doing it. Everything else will fall into place. And, um, but yeah, in terms of where the community is going and things like that, I am very, very excited with the virtual trading floor. Seems like HQ is probably also going to be in Dubai. So, yes, you yes. know, that when I did set Dubai as a place that I want to live, I was like, you know, Falcon HQ and the trading floor is also going to be there. So I was like, that's just a plus. Um, but um, yeah, honestly, man, in terms of the community and stuff, and just like advice that I would give to people in general, is just, you know, as I said earlier in this podcast, is that the time is going to go by anyway. So do you want to, 10 years from now, 
regret the fact that you didn't persist and you know you didn't achieve your goals or just you know suck it up toughen up and just keep on persisting and i say so long as you're doing the right things consistently like explain to me how this cannot happen for you mm -hmm. how it's not be a success it's impossible you're not going to go backwards by doing the right thing every single day consistently so like just keep at it keep persisting and yeah i'm just very very excited for the future for the future of the community and for everyone else seriously such wise words and thank you so much brandon thank you so much for taking the time to jump on this podcast share your your ups and downs the highs and lows uh, the things that you went through, how you overcame them, so much practical advice. I genuinely cannot wait for this podcast to come out. You're a, a true example, a pillar of the community that has just gone above and beyond. So throughout all of this, just my appreciation uh, to you and for what you've done is that no, not only have you progressed and hit this milestone, you've carried people along with you. You've inspired people along with you. You've always been there to help no matter what you're going through. And that is a true test of your character and who you are as a human being so thank you for that and i can't wait for you to tick off some of these bigger goals i'll be right there with you no honestly mark thank you so much i really appreciate all of the kind words and you know just before we wrap up this podcast you know one thing that uh i realized that you know when i first joined falcon and that you know you're you're genuine and you genuinely want people you want to see people to succeed and you're not in this just as a business and a form of money and income is uh, also, <laughs> I was laughing about this when I was thinking about this the other day, but, you know, obviously we have the Sunday market breakdowns and stuff. And once a month, there's the Monday live webinar. And so, you know, I just joined the community. I was like, oh, okay, cool. No Sunday market breakdown this Sunday, whatever. And choose Bob, like, so when we had stack and whatever, and, you know, get a message in, in read only at like seven o'clock on a Sunday night. Hey everyone, here's uh, what I'm looking at for the week ahead, just to give you a quick run through before the, the Monday live. And I remember I got this message and I was like, wow. I was like, you know, most people would have been like, sweet, you know, like, babe, listen, day off, you know, we're hitting like a road trip for the day or something. And no, still there you were Sunday night, forming this thing, putting it out into the community. And I just thought like that was just very, very genuine. And like, you can see with all of the content that you put out, you're disciplined, you're consistent. If everyone actually pays attention to the timestamps on the Sunday market breakdowns, they've actually been getting earlier, by the way, um, in the mornings and just the midweek. Uh, trade recaps that always come out you know when they need to and stuff like that so honestly man thank you so much and just also thank you for you know giving people the ability and sort of changing the way that people think because i think that's arguably one of the biggest gifts that you can give someone you know, it's not money it's not all of these things but when you can actually really help someone and change the way that they think oh man that's genuinely the most powerful thing because once they do that they open up the doors to a whole entirely new reality and I generally didn't put Brandon up to this. <laughs> thank you so, thank you so much. Honestly, I really appreciate that. Uh, the acknowledgement means a lot to me, and uh, this project is incredible. This is my life. This is not just even a, a project. Almost feels like diluting it. It's literally Falcons. My life. It's a mentality, and I will not stop until we see as many successful trades. And just beyond that, there is no stopping because it's a like a like minded global network of, of people of lifelong friendship. So this is this is ongoing. I'm never going to stop trading. Never stop investing. So. I honestly, I, I can't wait to see where we are in even just a few years from now, let alone 10, 20 is going to be insane. So thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And hopefully we can jump on a podcast again in the future, you know, maybe next year, this time or so it'll be awesome. Round two is going to be epic. I'm telling you. Thanks yeah, brother. I appreciate Mark, it. Mark, thank you so much. Have a great evening. eh? Have a great one, brother.